People think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. And welcome to Kidney Talk. Here we are again, and we have a special guest today. Yes, Katie Lee Joel. And guess who she married to? Uh, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. I know. I, I'm such a big fan of his I thought music. you were going to say Jaime Joel, my accountant. <laughs> She's not married to him. I, I'm such a big fan of uh, Billy Joel. I love his music. Um, one of my favorites is It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. And yes. Why is that your favorite? No, I like actually, I like Just the Way You Are. I like the, I like the very original song that made him famous, Piano Man. Piano Man, that's beautiful too. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just an incredible musician. You know, Katie Lee Joel was the first season's host of Bravo's hit show Top Chef. Oh, I love Top Chef. Oh, I do too. I, you know, I love, what, what you know what other movie I love? Um, not, it's not you, a movie. I know. Do it's you know TV what show. TV show I like is Iron Chef? Iron you ever Chef. seen that I one? I liked Iron Sides, the guy in the wheelchair. Iron Sides. <laughs> oh, that was Perry Mason. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I remember I'm, that show. I'm dating and, myself. Uh, no, Barnaby but you know Jones, what? I, it's yes. so funny because the other day I was flipping stations while on Home Hemo, and I came across the Food Channel or Food Network, and I started watching, you know, Iron Chef, like you were talking mm-hmm. about, and it is pretty Ra- much, it's really a lot of fun. And Rachel Ray, she does those little uh, amazing I love the Southern shows. lady. I don't know yes. her name, but she's a Southern lady on uh, on the Food Network, and she's very funny. Yes, very, I think I've seen funny. her, you know, because when I had both of my knees replaced, all you do is sit there and watch the Food Network. It's the most well, it's entertaining, like it's, it's the most entertaining yeah. show, and you just sit there and watch all the food that you don't have in the house or you can't eat. But Katie Joel uh, wrote this wonderful cookbook called Comfort Foods for the Renal Patient. Yes, she contributed six recipes to this book, and um, it's it's pretty fabulous. They look very tasty. You know, it has pictures in it, and it's so embarrassing when you start to lick the pictures. You know, I so I don't ever go to the library and read cookbooks because I started. You know, it's weird. You know, I I was thrown out of several libraries for licking the books. You're supposed to scratch and sniff, but not lick. Scratch and sniff cookbooks. What a Wouldn't great idea! Wouldn't that be a idea. great idea? Can we pat that? Holy pets? moly! <laughs> That is fantastic. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to talk to Katie Lee Joel, and we're going to ask her some gossip questions about her husband. And uh, Uh, she's going to talk to us about the you know 2006 edition of the Kidney Friendly Comfort Food Cookbook, and uh, even though this is 2007, 2006 the closest we can get. Exactly. All right, honey, did you restrict your fluids today? Yes, dear. Did you turn your back on potatoes, bananas, and avocados? I took a quick peek and then looked the other way. Did you eat all your protein? Lovely weather we're having, isn't it? Honey, you know you need your protein because of the dialysis. Having a hard time with the protein? Do you loathe liver? Are you baffled at the massive amounts of beef? Are you terrified of tofu? Then try drinking your protein, and I'm not talking about liver beef tofu smoothies. Protein powder that you can buy at your local store is perfect and delicious way to get that protein when you need it. Just make sure you read the label. Low sodium, low potassium, and low sugar. You know the drill, so next time someone asks... Did you eat all your protein today? You can say, 
Not only did I eat it, but I loved it. I had a breakfast shake, and then I put some in my coffee, and then I made some muffins with it, and then I... There are protein powders out there that have as much as 24 grams of protein in just one serving. No sugar and low in sodium and potassium. So drink up and be healthy. Everybody's talking about the new sound. Funny, but it's still rock and roll to me. And Katie Joel, welcome to Kidney Talk. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. You know, I, I was reading your cookbook, and it is just so wonderful and I love all the foods you, all the variety of foods that uh, you you can cook with being really renal friendly great great yeah I really wanted to give some recipes that people's families would enjoy not just the patients no no what is your background or your connection with kidney disease well kidney disease is very personal for me because my grandfather had it and he actually died of kidney disease so when he was first diagnosed you know we were all very worried about dialysis and all of the complications, but he was more concerned with what was going to be on his dinner plate. My grandmother and I got to work in the kitchen, and we started adapting some of his favorite foods and figuring out what he could still eat. And we came up with these foods that everybody in the family enjoyed, and he didn't feel alienated because of his mealtime. And we really found out that having kidney disease isn't a sentence to boring food. Now, what was some of his favorite foods? Now, where, where, what part of the country were you guys living in? I'm from West Virginia, so we like our comfort foods. We love uh, foods like cheese. chicken and dumplings and meatloaf. Oh, so yes. we had to come up with ways you know, to not use as much sodium and still have flavor to keep the phosphorus levels low and the potassium levels low. Now, how come you don't sound like you're from West Virginia? You don't think so? Wait till you get me on the phone with my family, or if I have a glass of wine, then my accent really... Yeah, I'm from Virginia, and, and when I'm around my family, I start saying y'all and everything like that, too. So. Exactly right. I've been in New York a little bit too long. So what were some of the kidney-friendly comfort foods that your grandfather enjoyed? Well, one of the recipes in here that I think he really loved the most was the turkey meatloaf. Meatloaf was always on the menu, probably once a week at our house, so... This is a recipe that we really like, and it's great, you know, the night that you make it, but it's also really good leftover the next day for a meatloaf sandwich. But one of his other favorites is a dessert, and um, we, we all loved this in the family. It was uh, apple cobbler, and what it originally started out was peach cobbler, but peaches can be, um, you know, not a great thing for people on kidney disease to eat, so we thought, what other fruit could we do? So we thought about apples, mm -hmm. and we put some cinnamon in there for some extra flavor, and it is an absolutely delicious dessert. But you can also substitute some other fruits, like berries, and especially in the springtime when the berries start coming out, a nice blueberry cobbler is delicious. And those are low in potassium, so um, that's a great choice to make a pie with. Uh, did you ever make pie sugar-free? Yeah, was your is, grandpa is your a, diabetic? a diabetic or anything? Not a diabetic, so luckily we didn't have to worry about sugar too much. But um, when I talked to some of the patients, um, when I went to the uh, Kidney Foundation, did that um, I talked to a lot of patients, and they told me about their concerns with sugar. So you can substitute Splenda in my recipes or any other sugar substitutes. I like to use stevia. That's one that I'm very fond of. Oh, the herb, uh, uh, stevia, right? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I haven't yes. tried that. Is that good? It's delicious. I love it. You can buy it at a health food store, and it comes in little packets, just like uh, Splenda or Equal or any of those. Or you can get it in a, a liquid drop form, 
or you can just buy, instead of the packets, you can buy a container of it, just like sugar. Well, one of the problems I always found, because, you know, I was on dialysis for 12 years, is that, you know, kidney-friendly foods, it's just so hard um, to spice them up. Uh, you know, give us some ideas on how we can spice up the diet, incorporate flavor when we're cooking. Well, yeah, not being able to use salt really puts a cramp in your style when you're cooking. So what I like to do is lots of fresh herbs and spices. I think fresh herbs are the key to flavor. I love to use fresh basil, tarragon, fresh parsley. Any of those fresh herbs will add so much to your food, like chili powder or cinnamon or cumin. And if you kick up those spices, it'll really bring your flavor back. Now, do you grow those herbs yourself, or can you Yeah, do... I have a garden, and I love to grow my own herbs. But if you don't have room for a garden, you can just go to the grocery store. They always have them in the produce. Well, you know, I've seen those little contraptions now that you can, like, grow herbs on your counter of your kitchen. Yes, you can. You can put them right in your kitchen window and have a little herb garden. The cold I grew, weather. I grew herbs in my closet one time. <laughs> what kind of... <laughs> I just used, a, you know, a light bulb. <laughs> You know, another thing that will add some flavor is a little squeeze of lemon. Citrus really adds flavor, and that just a little bit of lemon juice will really pack some flavor. You know, as someone who doesn't have kidney disease, you know, what is the thing that surprised you most about the disease? Oh, absolutely, the dietary restrictions. You know, everything that you think is healthy for a regular person, like leafy greens or whole grain veg, I mean, whole grain, um, you know, like oatmeal or bran, all of those things really surprised me that people with kidney disease can't have them. You know, it's the opposite of what healthy people can have. You have to limit them. I mean, you have to eat everything that's bad for you, like donuts are on the menu <laughs> if you're not diabetic. Yeah, yeah, and I was surprised, you know, which from bran cereal to cornflakes. You know, it's in the brown rice to white rice. So it, it really surprised me. Now, that's, that's interesting because, you know, I have a, a kidney doctor, and, and he told me to stay away from white rice and, and eat all whole grains. Well, you started home dialysis, so you have a little bit more yeah, leniency in your yeah. diet. That's true. That's true. Well, when we come back, we're going to hear about some more recipes. And also, I want to know, as we go out, we always play music, what's one of your favorite Billy Joel songs? Oh, one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. Gosh, it's so hard to pick. There's so many good ones. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling all right. Hi, folks. Crazy Kenny Kid here to tell you about the incredible specials we're having. We are definitely wheeling and dealing this weekend. If I can't put you in a proper access, a lifeline like me and the missus like to call them, and I'll stand on my head and eat a low-sodium bug. First, we have a Crazy Kenny Kid special on hemodialysis access with several different models. We have catheters great for the beginners or in any emergency, but you'll soon want to move up to a more sporting model. Next, we have the AV graft, a good utility access, but believe me, sweet folks, I have saved the best for last, the fistula. This is the access that everyone is talking about. You'll get great mileage and years of use with this baby. What's that you say? Hemo just doesn't fit the lifestyle you prefer, PD? Well, feast your eyes on this baby. Oh, I forgot this is radio. You'll just have to trust me on this one, folks. This is the PD catheter model. Beautiful, efficient, and easily hidden from view. So take your pick. We're dealing all week. We'll really have to move these babies. 
keep your access clean and free of infection. A daily check for signs of redness and warmth could indicate infection. Check with your health care team for tips on how to keep your dialysis access clean and safe for use. And remember, if I can't put you in one of these lifelines, I'll stand on my head and eat a low-sodium bug. Question, you know, it's it's January right now, and uh, spring is going to quickly approach. What are some good uh, renal-friendly vegetables that you know can incorporate in some of your recipes and fruits? Well, I think that asparagus is a great one to have. You know, um, just toss it with some olive oil and put that in the oven, roast it at about 400 degrees for probably about 20 minutes, and that really brings out a lot of the flavors. When you roast a vegetable, I think that. It kind of brings out any of the natural sugars and flavors and makes the vegetable taste great, and you don't need to add salt then. A little bit of pepper helps. But in the springtime, I also like to get uh, spring chicken, and I stuff it with a lemon, some garlic, and fresh thyme, put that in the oven, and that's fantastic. You know, what, what do you mean a spring chicken? What, is that different than a summer chicken? <laughs> well, you know, that's when they start having all the chickens, and that's... It's a good time. Stephen doesn't know what a spring chicken is. I've been called a spring chicken. <laughs> I think you are a spring chicken. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now, I, got, I got a question. Go ahead. Where can someone get a copy of this wonderful cookbook? Well, you can get the Kidney Friendly Comfort Foods Cookbook on the website fosrenol.com. It's F-O-S-R-E-N-O-L.com. Fosrenol. I love fo- I take Fosrenol. Oh, yeah? Yes. Well, you can get this for free on the website. Oh, I can't get the Fosrenol for free, though. No, you can't get the Oh, too bad. <laughs> too bad. Uh, Steven's always trying to get something free, so you have to watch him. <laughs> well, now you can get a cookbook for free. You can get a cookbook. Well, how did you really get involved in all of this? For me, a way to honor my grandfather's memory. And I'm, I'm not a professional chef. I'm a home cook, which I think is good for this cookbook because these aren't recipes that are super complicated. They're for people at home to make. And it was a way for me to hopefully help some people. There's 20 million Americans with kidney disease. So if somebody can find some comfort and happiness out of one of these recipes, that's really rewarding for me. Now, you've you've been on a lot of television shows. You were, like, on Top Chef. Yes. Is that a contest, or what what is that? It was a competition show, and that that was a lot of fun. I hosted that show, and I've also been on the Martha Stewart show cooking on her show. You were on Martha Stewart? Yes, Martha Stewart. <laughs> oh, wow. What is she like? What, what, what did you think about? What, is it before she went to jail or after she went to jail? It was after. <laughs> it was after. She had a great time. You know, I've always really admired her because I think she is just amazing. Everything she does is perfect, pretty. And you know, I, I just, is it is it true that after she, does she have a tattoo now? Oh, I don't know about that. We weren't showing <laughs> Tattoo. Oh, I thought she got a tattoo while she was oh, in God, the slammer. Steven, you have to, you have to, you have to excuse him. It would probably be like a flower or something. Pretty. <laughs> something pretty. Some some new I know, design. I heard, I heard she had a, a a big pot roast tattooed on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Or spring chicken, right? Spring, spring, spring chicken. chicken. There we go. Well, we know your husband, Billy Joel, is, you know, he's so famous. I'm such a big fan. You know, what is some of the, the recipes that he enjoys? Well, my husband has really uh, enjoyed my cooking since we got together. I think it was, you know, the way to a man's heart. <laughs> it's through his stomach, right? Through his stomach. <laughs> so that totally rang true for the two of us. But he loves comfort foods. So 
He loves that turkey meatloaf. I make that all the time. And, you know, we eat it quite regularly. We also, like in the cookbook, there's a recipe for spicy zucchini pineapple bread. Mm-hmm. I oh, saw I that. Oh, I saw that, yeah. For breakfast or in the afternoon, we like to toast it and have it for, you know, an afternoon snack. That's perfect. Or um, He loves the crispy cornflake crusted fish that's in the cookbook because it tastes like fried fish without all the fat. And you bake it, correct? Yes, you bake it. It's very flavorful. And those cornflakes taste like a fried crust on a fish. Great. Well, do you come to people's house and prepare meals? <laughs> might be able to be arranged. Yeah, but wait, you, you did open a restaurant, right? No, I don't have a restaurant. I, I'm not a masochist. <laughs> oh, 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 I thought you, I, oh, you helped, you helped open a restaurant, you, right. You helped open a restaurant, and what kind of food did they serve? Oh, I worked out in the Hamptons at a restaurant we uh, helped open. It was called Jeff and Eddie's, and it was a seafood restaurant. Okay. I was actually the house fishmonger. So we... What does that What does that entail, the house? Well, we would get the fish in. and Well, the restaurant was half a restaurant, half a fish market. So the fish market would get the fish in the morning, and we'd have to prepare it to sell to customers or also give part of it to the restaurant kitchen so that they could prepare it. And, you know, it was waiting on people and helping them select the right fish for dinner. It was cutting up fish, filleting it, all of that. But I never came home smelling like fish. I was just going to say, <laughs> it gives it a, a whole new... Turn. Seafood never has an odor. Yeah, I was just going to say, it gives a whole new term to the to fishwife. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you go to the fish market, I always ask to smell the fish first. And if it smells fishy, it's probably on its way out. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. If a fish smells fishy, then it's not fresh. You know what's interesting is that even though this is a kidney-friendly comfort food cookbook, it seems like these are foods that everybody can enjoy. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. You know, that was really my mission when I started working on this cookbook. I wanted recipes that everybody would like so that that way a kidney patient doesn't feel like, oh, everybody in the family is eating something different because of me or that they're having one meal and everybody else is having something else. So... I wanted people to be able to prepare one dinner and everybody enjoy it and everyone in the family like it. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, I wanted to put dialysis machines around the table and have everybody experience the dialysis, (laughs) not just me. Uh, yeah, when you go to Stephen's house for dinner, he has like the needles on the table. He gets he wants everybody to have the full experience. It's like a buffet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, no, this this is great, and I'm looking at some of these other recipes, and they they just look wonderful. Um, and how do they get this book again? Tell us one more time. Go to fosrenol.com, F-O-S-R-E-N-O-L.com, and you can get the cookbook for free. So. Well, are you going to be uh, creating some more recipes and uh, uh, sharing them with the kidney community? Yes, I hope to. Well, that sounds fabulous. And I, and I just have one question. I want to know, how did you and Billy Joel meet? We met just, a, I was a tourist in New York, and we almost bumped into each other. So fate was bringing us towards each other. Oh, that's, oh, that's exactly. weird. That happened to me. I, I, I was in a shopping center in, in Los Angeles, and I turned around and I stepped on Barry Manilow's foot. <laughs> so it was kind of like the same experience, huh? Did you fall in love and get married? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't, but I, I did have him sing Mandy for me. <laughs> Is that why he needed his hips replaced? <laughs> Did he have to? He had both of his hips replaced. Because I stepped on his foot? I don't know. I'm just trying to make the connection. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Katie. And I hope you check out my cookbook and try some of these. We have it right here. We have it here, and I'm I'm already going to the grocery store to buy some of the ingredients. And and thank you so much for helping uh, people who have kidney disease, you know, live a joyful life. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. And now it's time to Ask the Nephrologist. At what point is dialysis indicated? Does your creatinine have to reach a certain point? What factors are taken into consideration? And here's Dr. Alan Nissenson with the answer. We usually consider dialysis when patients become symptomatic. That's really easy. So if if we know a patient has a progressive kidney problem and then they start to get sick, and by sick it usually means... Food starts to taste not so great. People begin to get nauseated, sometimes have trouble thinking or concentrating at work, or you pick up the newspaper to read and you read the first two sentences and put it down because you can't concentrate or remember what what you've read. Those are all symptoms that the kidney failures progress to the point where dialysis is a good idea. And when that happens, it's really easy for both the nephrologist and for the patient to understand that starting treatment is necessary. What's more difficult and where we've tried to make progress over the years is to predict when someone's going to get sick. And the idea would be, let's start dialysis the day before that happens so that patients never get sick. Because once you get some of these symptoms, although they are reversible with the treatment, it may take a while. And some people, it takes quite a while. So we don't want that to happen. And We've struggled for for many years trying to come up with a prediction, and the easiest thing to look at is the serum creatinine, which is a good biochemical indication of the level of kidney function. But the problem with looking at the serum creatinine is that creatinine is different in different patients. So if you have a very large muscular person, they may have a super high creatinine, but still have better kidney function than a smaller person with a much lower serum creatinine. So although it's appealing to say if the creatinine is above X, everyone should be on dialysis, but unfortunately it's not not quite that simple. Now there is a way that we can do some calculations that can help, and this should be done routinely by the doctor who's following a patient with kidney problems. Once the kidney function gets below about 10% of normal, that's usually a good indicator that very shortly there are going to be symptoms. And that's a good rule of thumb for time to start in an asymptomatic person. But if if a patient is very resistant or this is going to be a major lifestyle disruption, no doctor can honestly say if you don't start immediately when your kidney function is less than 10%, something terrible is going to happen. That really wouldn't be honest. What we can say honestly is that we all are trying to accomplish the same thing, which is to get you onto dialysis right before you start getting sick. And unfortunately, we're not smart enough to do that really precisely, but we're smart enough to know that once kidney function is below 10%, it's probably going to happen. You're probably going to start getting sick within the next several months, and that would be a good time to start. 
The Ask a Nephrologist segment of this program is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition. The Renal Support Network and the Renal Physicians Association make no representations or warranties and provide no guarantees of any kind as to the accuracy of any information provided during the Ask a Nephrologist segment. What's the secret ingredient for delicious yet healthier meals? Why, Mrs. Dash seasoning blends, of course. The 12 varieties of Mrs. Dash are all made up with a unique blend of 14 natural herbs and spices to make side dishes snap, potato pop, and dinner date unbelievable. And since Mrs. Dash has always been salt-free with no MSG, you can create great-tasting meals full of only one thing, mouth-watering flavor. Here's an easy-to-make, healthy recipe idea. Coat some boneless chicken breast in a mixture of Parmesan cheese, breadcrumbs, and Mrs. Dash Original Blend. Saute in extra virgin olive oil until done. Then give a small squeeze of fresh lemon juice and serve over your favorite pasta. Mm. Doesn't that sound good? Well, for more information, visit MrsDash.com. Mrs. Dash, salt-free, flavorful. That's another one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And and you know what? She is so nice. She's very sweet. I and mean, she's a fishmonger. I, I mean, know. that's you it know, just it's I, when I think of fishmonger at one time, I think of a big burly person. And somebody who hoards fish or yes, something. It's like, I didn't know what yeah, she meant. Um, but there's a picture of her in the cookbook. I know, and, and she whoa. does not look like a fishmonger. She is a looker, man. <laughs> she is a looker. I can understand why Billy Joel bumped into her. Oh, She's beautiful. Yeah. yeah he, he, isn't that <laughs> funny? We had the same experience. We're her with a famous rock star and me with a famous rock star. It's like we're like twins. And Stephen, I can't believe you asked her about uh, Martha Stewart. Well, you know, everybody wants to know about Martha Stewart. If it Stewart. was before or after prison. Well, I want to know because I heard about the pot roast tattoo. Well, okay. Well, maybe Boy, we that can... that would be great. If she had a pot roast tattoo, that was scratch and sniff. <laughs> You can scratch her shoulder and sniff her shoulder. You know, and I wanted to get a, a, a tattoo of a kidney. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our healthcare team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Astellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. 
Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kidney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.